I feel like every Jewish story has a king. Now, I haven't told a king story in a long time, but this one's so powerful. Story about this king, and he's walking through a forest. Now, I don't know why kings are always walking through forests. Apparently, that's what they do. And he's got his entourage with him. And they hear this music from a distance. And the king begins to walk closer to the music. And eventually, he tells the entourage, stop. Shh. And they watch. And he sees this old man with a long hair, long beard, disheveled, homeless, ripped clothing. And he's got this broken violin and he's leaning up against the tree playing. And after a minute or two, he sees the violin string break. And the man reties the string and he continues playing. A minute or two later, later another string breaks. The man ties it up again and continues playing. The king watches this for a few minutes. And eventually he walks up to him and he says, I'd like you to come play for me in the palace. The, the man was blown away, he couldn't believe it. The king gives him an invitation, the day, the time to show up. And the day finally arrives. The man shows up in front of the palace. The guards look at him, they say, yeah, can we help you? He says, I'm here to play for the king. Shows him the invitation. The guards were like, well, you can't show up like this. They give him the king's tailor, the king's musician, the king's barber. And he comes back an hour later, brand new suit, clean shaven, nice haircut, and a brand new violin. And he goes into play. And he starts playing for the king. And the king is listening, and the music's nice, but he can't remember why he invited this guy to play. He looked familiar, but he couldn't put his finger on it. Eventually, the king remembers, ah, I remember you. You're the guy from the forest, aren't you? He says, yeah. And he says, stop playing, stop playing. He said, I have the world's best musicians that come play for me in the palace. I didn't invite you to play because you're the world's best. I invited you to play because I watched how even though you had this broken violin, you just kept on playing and making nice music, even with the broken violin you had. And to me, that was so inspiring. And I feel like this is really the story of every single one of our lives. You know, we think to ourselves, you know what God wants? You know what the king wants? He wants us to be the best. He wants us to be perfect. No, he doesn't. He wants us to play the best music we can play with the violin and the tools and the life that we were given. If he wanted us to be perfect, he would have created us perfect. If he wanted us to have everything perfect in our lives, that's how he would have made us. That's not what he wants. He wants us to be the best we can be in the situations we are in. And so many of us fall into this trap where we look around life, we go, look what he has, look what she has. If I had his wife, if I had her husband, if I had those kids, if I had this amount of money, boy, would I play better music. Maybe that's not what God wants. And that's what Rav Tzadik teaches us. The sages teach us exactly that. That he puts us in this world to play the best music we can, to fix the things that we need to fix, given the tools that we have. Not to want someone else's situation, but to play the best music we can play with the life that we were given. We have to remember this every single day of our lives, that we just have to do our best. God doesn't want us to be someone else. He wants us to be us and to play the best music we can play with the violins that we were given. 
I want to thank you all for listening. And I also want to thank this week's sponsors. Today's talk is sponsored by Harry Krakowski and Golda Brown. In memory of Golda's brother, David William Brown, David Zev, Ben Elio, Gedalia, Olav Shalom, May his neshama happen Thank you for sponsoring. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next time on Inspiring Hope.